0: Welcome to the Rise on Censor Podcast. I got a special director, Dominic Johnson. How you doing, sir?
1: Nah, it's Dominic Jordan, and I'm a cinematography and editor.
0: Oh, why it says Johnson on your thing? No idea. Oh, all right, Jordan. Dominic Jordan. Um man, give the people a quick background about you, you know, man.
1: All right, so I'm a photographer and filmmaker based out of Utah. I do, I own my own production company, Sun Studio, as well as I had opportunity to be a cinematographer and editor for a short film, Orenda, that you can go watch on YouTube, look on the Marlon Dean uh, YouTube channel, you can find it there. i just been making videos, making films ever since I was eight, and took this on as a full-time full time uh profession and here I am today.
0: How's how's uh filmmaking in Utah? How how's that how that feel um the the film uh, industry in Utah is it really
1: small? Honestly it's very small. It's very small and tight knit. It's not as like massive as like LA, Hollywood, in Atlanta, but it's very small and, and tight knit. The only good thing about filmmaking here in Utah is we have a ton of different beautiful landscapes to be able to take advantage of to make our films.
0: Um, what Um What is, um where do you have to get a permit to do a film? How does
1: that work? Uh, it depends on the area that you're shooting in. If you're shooting in like a state park, then yeah, you have to get a permit to film. But for the most part, if you're, if you're just starting out and you're doing a little bit of run and gun, you can usually get in and out of spots fairly easily where you don't really need a permit.
0: Um, talk about the film you said you was working on. Oh yes. Tell about that.
1: Yeah. So Arenda is is a short film. About it was about 35 minutes that we shot in three days on no budget. It's about the no rip- budget. Yeah, no budget shot in three days. We we really pumped it out, and I'm actually proud of what we created. Which was a film based around the relationship between two brothers, and just how that relationship degraded over the years. And main message, personally for me, is more so not to take uh, not to take for granted the relationships that you have within your life, and kind of showcasing that in this film.
0: Man, so how how, how much? You know, what I mean this. This, you know, what I mean this. Uh, I guess how much money do you think the, you know, what I mean directors and in, in Hollywood lost the COVID time? You think they lost like billions of dollars? How much money do you think they lost? Even oh, on the indie circle?
1: Oh no, everyone definitely lost billions just because, just because of COVID and everyone being restricted, plus just quarantine. There was no way to really like. Really, film things without having to do like extra precautions on top of extra precautions. Uh, like there was very few films that came out because I know there was one with uh, Zendaya, Zendaya, and it was an actor f- who who was in the Black Klansman. I think he was his Denzel's son, something what something oh, Washington. Okay.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. John David Washington.
1: Yeah. how they
0: He's did a like good a actor. F-
1: oh, no. He's an amazing actor. And they yeah, did... Yeah, like. A- saw-
0: what was that movie like- he was in with the Supernatural thing? It was pretty good. I forgot the name of it. Um, He was in some good movies, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, Go ahead.
1: The, but what they did was they had... It was only him and Zendaya and just like a small cast, a small crew to work on that film in like a one location area where they were still able to make a movie due to all the different restrictions. So it caused people to be more creative with how they film their filmmaking, but it did make a lot of people lose a ton of money due to just one can't even premiere in theaters and you have to put on streaming services because also on top of that, like something like a Marvel film, it didn't get as much buzz or press because it wasn't in the theaters which caused like Scarlett Johansson to sue them because she didn't get all of her money because instead of going to the theaters, it went pretty much all in streaming. So she lost. I know she lost some money, and a bunch of other directors, actors lost money because of it.
0: So, so you telling me they get like a cut of the like the the box office? That's what you're saying.
1: Yeah, I know some of them have deals on the back end. Was like. If it does X amount of numbers, this is you get so much money or a percentage of the deal. But it it will vary. I know. I know Darrell who worked on uh, like Get Out. He did a back end deal where it's like, okay, I'm gonna get a percentage of this film, like if it does well, or whatever. And he took a bet. He took a good bet, and Get Out like made made millions, and he made bank off of that.
0: Like, I would never thought he would be a good uh, a good director, high skits. You would never think somebody that talented, like, you know what I mean? To do all that and make quality movies, you know what I mean? It's just feel like you would never see a comedian, you know what I mean, back in the day do films, you know what I mean? That's That was really rare. You see Childish Gambino screenwriting and doing his, you know I me mean, TV shows. It was not too many opportunities like that back in the day so it's really amazing to see that come you know I me mean, to fruition
1: now yeah because I feel like a lot of people don't want to just be boxed into doing one thing they want to expand out of that so like Jordan Peele decided I'm not just going to do comedy I'm going I'm going to tackle horror and then Charles Gambino being like I'm not going to only make music I'm going to act I'm going to direct I'm going to produce write do a stand-up special and just do it all so
0: how how long did it take you the to add uh, you and your team to edit the movie, the the like the filming process, and also what was what some equipment you must have to do uh, yes say a thirty five minute film what's what kind of equipment you need? What's the price for the equipment for somebody that's trying to get in the lane you're in?
1: Okay, so what I would say first off and foremost, anyone who's trying to make films or do a short film or anything, you need to do a ton of pre-production, because that is what actually saved us to be able to do a three-day shoot day. Because if not, we wouldn't be able to do that. So we we spent at least two to three months before before we even got on the set just working out the, the actors, working out the dialogue. Me uh coordinating with the director to be able to know, okay, here's the different scenes, different shoots, how we're gonna compose them, just working out all the different kinks and stuff so that way once we get on set, we were able to make everything happen. Uh, I how about to say so it took about three about two or three months pre production, work on work on everything, about a three day shoot day. And then it took us about roughly six months to edit but that was that was mainly due to just a bunch of things happening in both me and the director's lives because like right after that he had his kid then it was then it was a holiday season and we 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 decided to spend time with family spend time with family then both of us ended up getting COVID family issues and all that things kept on happening but we were able to finally get it done and have a finished product out there uh Gear that I would say is essential is a really good cinema camera. Uh, we used uh, um, the Aria mirror, which great camera has can get you a beautiful image, but I would highly suggest getting a good stabilizer and tripod because that that camera is heavy and I was, I had that camera on my shoulder for about 12 hour days, 16 hour days sometimes, but it was, it was a struggle, but Definitely get some type of stabilizer. If you do get a good cinema camera, that way you can get all the good stable shots and everything. Uh, good lighting equipment is always key. Another another thing is always make sure you have great audio because even if you have a beautiful camera to get great images, the audio is what is going to take your film down. So invest the extra time and invest the extra time and money into getting good audio equipment. Or hiring out someone who knows what to do with audio. That way, when you're in post production, you don't have to worry about oh, this is this is messed up. Have to fix this or this and that, this and that. That way, the post production can be a lot smoother.
0: You know what I mean? You you see YouTube videos. I can you know what I mean I can make a film with a uh, uh, iPhone and stuff. So I'm trying to you know what I mean see what's the the legit way to go, because you know, you, you can see YouTube videos. You no, know, I can make a movie with my iPhone. You know what I mean? So I'm just trying yeah. to.
1: Yeah, honestly, in my personal opinion, if someone wants to make a short film, use whatever equipment that you have, whether that's an iPhone, right out a cinema camera, just a DSLR mirrorless camera that you have lying around. The main thing that if you want to get started is just go out there and do it. Make work. Just create work. That way, you have. That good starting point to be like I this is what I need this is what I don't need and also you can network with other creators in your area that will want to, that will work with you and help build build you up so you can build that career that you want if you want if you want this career in filmmaking.
0: Alright so I have another question for you. Who is your favorite director?
1: Uh I would say there's a toss-up between Ryan Coogler, Spike Lee, and Edgar Wright. I, I wasn't expected to Spike Lee,
0: you know. What I mean, he's really underrated. I love "Do the Right Thing." Um, he had countless movies, really great movies. "She Hates Me" was a good one. Um, there's, there's a lot of great movies Spike Lee did. You know what I mean?
1: Oh yeah, no, uh, definitely. Brooklyn,
0: Brooklyn like... is it's a lot. But you know what I mean. My favorite, you know what I mean. Uh, Scorsese, um I, I love The Godfather. That's like one of my favorite movies, man. And um,
1: oh no, that's that definitely that's definitely a classic movie. Just the
0: dialogue, and um, you know what I mean. I, I love that. You know what I mean. Pulp Fiction. You know what I mean. Tarantino. I just oh, feel yeah, like man. he just pushed. He pushed it. You know what I mean. Pushed the envelope. Um, Oh no, definitely how, he does. How how was your childhood and you you was born and raised in uh Utah, how was your childhood?
1: In Utah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah, so I'm actually not even originally from here. So, I okay, actually okay. born I was actually born in the UK. Um, okay. my dad, my dad he was in the Air Force, so we ended up moving around. The only reason my only reason why I say that I'm actually in Utah by irony was just cuz when we in the UK, we stayed on Utah Drive, so it was just ironic that we we all ended up back here in Utah.
0: How was the experience but, in uh, in the UK then? Can you go and Detail was that experience. And I'm a military brat myself, but I didn't get to go nowhere cool. I was the station, and you know I me, mean, Fort Campbell. You know, I didn't get to go nowhere cool, like you know I me, mean, the UK yeah, and you know.
1: stuff like that. You know, my dad got sick in like the UK, Germany, Turkey, uh, a few other places. a uh, A few other places here and there in, New- in Europe. I don't remember too much, just because I was don't like, remember too much. Nah, because it was like when I was like five. Like oh, okay. When we, okay, fin- okay yeah, yeah. when we finally moved, so I like I remember bits and pieces, but it's just I'm not gonna lie. It was like it was like a definitely a culture shock when we finally moved back to the, when we moved to the states. I was we were here for like a while, so it's like it was that weird adjustment period. Just because there are these differences between like over there in Europe and like here in America,
0: it's, it's definitely a big difference. I just I just traveled to uh, Dominican Republic and the to see something different. You know what I mean? That I never seen before, and uh you know what I mean I know America is not the perfect place, but to really see. It's different to other places, and you know, what I mean, people's hardships and struggles are different from us. And some people work 12 days and only have three days off. You know, what I mean, it gives me a, you know, what I mean, uh, I feel blessed, you know what I mean? That I I wasn't, you know, what I mean, in that situation, you know what I mean? Because it's yeah, no. definitely people with harder, you know, I me, mean, situ- you know, what I mean, circumstances than myself. You know what well, I mean? No. Yeah, so. no,
1: definitely. Because honestly, I recommend anyone to travel because it does help you it does give you a better perspective of the world and gets you outside of that bubble to be like okay this is how other people live this is different countries people the different mindset that other people have and just also yeah the different hardships that people do have because uh on top of me coming from the uk my mom is also a immigrant from jamaica so i've I have seen uh, Jamaica and how it is, well, the, the beaches are beautiful, but you can see how some of the people are living, which with some of them can be struggling and everything, and just how much harder it is out there than when compared to out here in America.
0: Oh, man, we both West Indian. I'm West Indian, too. My dad's from uh, Virgin Islands. That's that's amazing, man. Oh, nice, That's man. amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, So, man, um, Is it so are what is genre you wanna go into different genres of film or are you just gonna stay with you know I mean dramatic? Do you wanna do other things or you just gonna stay in the one lane?
1: Uh for now a little bit, but I honestly want to expand and do other films. I wanna do like some action type films, more thriller horror type films similar to Arenda, but do some other comedies and just honestly more so i'll i'd like to just create something that i enjoyed the script of if i if i'm given the script i read it it's like something that i enjoy i want to i want to like just create and just create all the different visuals for it that's something i'm going to jump into but i'm definitely not just going to stick in just one lane with with my art i i have to expand outside of it because I'm honestly going to get bored with just doing one type of genre and then I'm just going to have to jump to the next one and then just keep jumping and more and more better stuff.
0: Man, why why is... You know what I mean? I always wanted to ask this. Why is this to do live-action anime? You know, you see all these terrible anime live-actions. Why do you think it's always a miss? You know what I mean? I saw the Cowboy Bebop on Netflix. It was terrible to me. Um, I'm not the, gonna lie. The Dragon Ball no. Z was terrible live action. Why do you feel like they always, you know, I me mean, hit the shitter? And, and when trying to make, you know, me anime to live action,
1: you're probably gonna hate me for this, but I'm, I'm gonna be honest. The Cowboy Bebop one, I've, when compared to the rest of the ones they try to do live action for, relatively not too bad. Honestly, like there are. How does like it? They, they changed too much of to be political.
0: You know what I mean? That's oh, why yeah, no. I hate.
1: Oh, no, I hate story- that shit. Nah, the story-wise, yeah, no. They they messed it up. Like, visual-wise, and just like... For, for the most part, the main cast, they did a pretty good job at, like, casting them, the direction for that. But, like, the storyline everything, like, that went all over the place. But, honestly, the real reason why they can't really hit... Well, at least here in America, they can't really do really good live-action anime. Is because they, I don't think anyone who, who actually is producing this and directed it actually understands the source material. They're just kind of just, all right, this is a story. Let's put a, let's put a weird spin on there. There you go. Like, I don't think they put the full effort into it because they're not passionate about the the source material. Like, like me or you who. Who I'm I'm guessing you probably watch you probably watch anime as well. So if we were to make it, we would put the passion behind it to to be able to showcase it in the best light. Whereas a lot of these other producers and directors who get who are put on board, they're just kind of doing it for the paycheck. How did
0: you feel about the new Batman? What was your thoughts about this overall the new Batman with um just the film um the scenes, how do you feel about that? Your honest opinion about the new Batman just came out a couple months ago.
1: Honest opinion, I I I'll say, like, director-wise, they did a really good job with it. Like, scenes were good. Uh, Rob, Robert Pattinson, surprisingly, he was actually good in the role. It was weird how they did a more, like, almost, like, uh more, like, emo approach to Batman instead of doing the, like, the split personality where he'd be like the bachelor playboy. And then at night he'd be doing, he'd be the shit out of criminals. But I, I, I love the twist though. I love oh the no. twist of it. Oh no, it was great. But like that threw me off. But on top of just the long runtime of it, I would say that's probably my only negative about it was just the long runtime. But besides that, it was honestly a really good film. And I'm actually excited to see what they do with this franchise. See, See the different sequels that they come out with it, if they expand it into another universe. Cause I I know DC's kinda hurting to get a they franchise going. They are hurting. Dumb, I, I, like, hey. I just I just don't
0: I just don't understand why they just don't put their their money to make the f- the film is better. You look at a Marvel movie compared to a DC movie. I liked it Aquaman. I thought Aquaman a couple years back wasn't too bad. Um but you look at Doctor Strange with Marvel and that uh their Eternals, they just put the whole bag in the movies and they and they quadruple their money. You know what I mean? I, I just yeah. I just don't understand they don't take the same game plan that Marvel's doing and why well, DC can't get along and do the same thing. I just don't understand. Nah,
1: no, cause DC wants to, like they are trying to s they were trying to like speed run it to catch up to Marvel where Marvel had like multiple different movies to build up to doing the Avengers than other the other Marvel characters and then doing the TV show and doing all this and and DC Warner Brothers didn't do that build up. They tried to like speed run it to be like, okay, here's a, here's a uh, Superman movie. Okay, here's a Batman versus Superman we have Wonder Woman just thrown in there. Alright, Justice League movie. Unfortunately with uh, uh, Zack Snyder did not be able to fully finish it due to his own family problems, and then they thrown in another director who didn't understand the whole vision of it. And then we got the mess of the Josh Sweden cut, which wasn't that great. And they, they almost, I hate how they just kind of like sideline Cyborg's character. And then to see the Zach, the full Zach Sire cut, and see how they fully flesh it out in just the different scenes, like if. Mm-hmm. If they had like a better game plan with everything, with the whole franchise, they would have been good. But they didn't. They tried to speed run it, and then they're trying to. The only hope was was the Flash movie to be able to like reset the universe to be like okay, here's different characters and all that. But then you got Ezra Miller, who that boy wilding like every day. I see, I hear just new wilder and crazy stuff that he's been doing. Like it's ridiculous what like where he is and how he's on, he was honestly the only thing that was gonna be saving that franchise. And now at this point they're gonna have to they're gonna have to go back to the drawing board to figure out something else that they can actually do for their whole overall franchise for DC.
0: So why why do you also you know what I mean just keep on the film thing? You remember the era of like black and white, like the 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 spirit, Sin City. Um, America X, what happened to that? you know, I mean, the black and white movie? I used to like it in the early 2000s, late 2000s, the black and white movie. I think that was so cool. You know what I mean? What happened with that? You know what I mean? You see that you know mean don't do that no more. I used to like that the black and white kind of vintage look.
1: Yeah, the black and white vintage look is good, but it's it's hard for a director to be able to shoot in that way because removing the color. Takes away an element of the storytelling, and where you have to solely rely more on the characters, more on the story of it, and it's an art. It's an art form in and of itself that you have to figure out a way to be able to convey the different story elements of it through just the directors and everything. But realistically, it's it's more so just a little a little short trend just in the early 2000s, just because. Newer technology, more colors, 4K colors, all the beautiful different colors. People want more vivid colors in their movies. So I think it's going to be more like the indie directors and more up-and-coming who have a good story to tell. You're going to actually see those different films coming out. Right now, I don't, I don't see anyone really coming out with another another film really just using straight black and white. That's not more like an indie, direct, indie director, more... Honestly, more of the like big production like uh, companies, I don't think they see. Personally, I don't think they see a point in investing it because not a lot of people are gonna go see it unless it's a big name attached to it or some type of great story that they can tell. Like again, I personally like the black and white films. Like, a, a sure, I feel like Sin
0: City was a hard movie when it came out. Man, oh, Sin no. City was a hard movie to me. I love that movie. Sin City. Um, the Spirit movie. I liked it that that black and white look. That shit was cool to me.
1: Oh no, definitely. Like the stylistic of it was great, but it was also depicted in like a it was depicting the graphic novel that it was based on, which had which had the co-following. So they they could put a little bit more money behind it. Because the main thing about a lot of these films is, what return can they get back on it? So, so that's why you don't see a lot of them taking those risks. That's why you'll see sequel after sequel after sequel, and people just rebooting different franchises because, because of that, just risk involved for people who have the money to put behind these movies.
0: Like I, I would never thought Top Gun would do that great in box office after forty plus years later. That shit's crazy to me.
1: I didn't think it was you either, I mean? uh, but that there was shit, dumb numbers. Yeah, but there was a following behind them. People wanted to see a sequel for, for some reason. I don't know what. Personally, uh, like, not for me, but it, Especially it all the Mission from, Impossibles
0: he made, too. He's still doing Mission Impossible.
1: You know what I mean? I, don't I just don't understand it. I don't know. He's just one of those actors that, like, he can get those box office numbers. I don't know why, I don't know why specifically those films. Because he's done like better films, like um, uh, it's a live die repeat. It's is a war movie where he is essentially Groundhog's Day for for war, where he has to relive the day, try to get better, and fight this alien force. Which, those were great, yeah, but, man. Yeah. but it was just the marketing behind it wasn't the best, so mm-hmm. no one. Now a lot of people saw it, and it kind of like just fell at the wayside and then they're like, you know what? Mission Impossible seven now
0: So why do you feel like the horror movies like I don't feel like they're the same anymore like the back in the 80s, the, the Golden Age, I feel like the 80s was the Golden age for horror. Why do you feel like it's not that that same feeling? Do you feel like you, it's still the same feeling like it used to be in the Golden era of horror?
1: There is, but you have to search for it. Just because, again, the whole the whole thing like
0: about the, Candyman, the new remake of Candyman didn't do nothing for me. That classic one had me pissing my bed. You know what I mean? That shit, yeah. that shit was wild.
1: You know what I mean? I'm not gonna lie. I did like the the Candyman people It it did get a little bit heavy handed towards the end of it. I'm not gonna lie, but like overall, that one was great. But it's just again. You gotta think about who's putting the money behind behind these movies. Cause if you invest in something, you wanna make your money back plus some. If if it's not a story that they fully know that they can make more money on or in some way or fashion, they're not gonna put the money behind it. But but like again, more like underground indie movie makers and filmmakers out there, like you you can see those. There are hidden gems out there that you can find because again, with the with a better technology out there, pretty much anyone can be a filmmaker if they really wanted to. So you can find them out there, but it's just because there's just so much media out there, it's hard to find them, and you just see more of the, like those movies that get pushed, like the remakes and all those.
0: So, how, what's the process of getting you know I me mean, indie movie on let's say Amazon Prime or? a service, you know what I mean, an online movie service. What's the process for that?
1: That comes down to, you have the different ways you can get that. You have to be able to find a distribution deal from from a major production company or someone who can get your film onto these different platforms. And you got many different ways to do that. You can, you can pitch it around to different uh, producers out there who can fund it or similar to how me and my team are doing it right now, uh, do a festival run, and submit to a bunch of different festivals. Uh, you get in, get awards, network there, try, and then be, network and pitch your idea to different producers out there to fund, to either fund that that film to make it make it onto different streaming services or to fund your next film that you may want to do.
0: I always wonder how that how that really worked. Um, so what what's next on the gender movie wise for you? you have anything in the
1: in the in the works or so we are so directors I worked on this last uh, short film Miranda uh, we do have a feature film that we are working towards. I don't want to give any more details to that, but I will say it is going to top uh, the film that we did come out with.
0: Okay, So how, how does uh, do all your whole team come up with the idea for the, the story and the plot? Just a whole team effort to come up with the storyline and all that, or just it's one person write the whole the script up.
1: We got one person who will write, who will get the main story going and then, me as a cinematographer, I will put together different shots, compositions for it. Then we have a composer who will put together the overall music, music that we have in there. And then, and then the actors they will do what they need to do, get into character role. Maybe give suggestions on, nah, my character's not going to do this. Oh, this is more in character. And then just we try to just uh, work as a team to create the whole project so we can have a cohesive film.
0: Okay. Um do you feel like, you know what I mean, why do you feel like I'm I'm not trying to be ignorant? Why do you feel like um Hollywood forces the agenda of every movie got to have
1: a, a homosexual? Uh um uh, more so just inclusivity because there are people who are homosexual out there who want to see that representation out there for them. Do I think they do it in the best way? No. A lot of times I feel like sometimes they try to shoehorn it in where it doesn't seem... they don't, don't fit the story to me
0: sometimes. It doesn't I'm not trying story. to say like... I'm not trying to seem like I'm a homophobe. I'm not a homophobe at all, but I feel like sometimes they just force it it doesn't really fit the story. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, because like also a lot of times it's like it it doesn't seem like a proper portrayal of them either. It'll be either like this, it's like this almost like cartoon character of what someone would be like as a homosexual, where it's not the truest depiction of them. Sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes they get on point where it's like, okay, yeah, no, this is great, but like sometimes it's like it's kind it's kind of similar to how like back in the nineties, where it's just like we need a black character in here, and it's like that token yeah. back black character. That's what it's starting to seem like with like uh a lot of like homosexual people where it's like they're just kind of shoving them in just to have them in there whereas they don't really showcase the the true like struggles or personality traits for someone who would be homosexual rather than for good intentions rather than more so trying to do it to be like, Hey, we got a gay person in here. You should probably come see our fil- film other uh people who are part of the lgbtq plus community like it, it it's more so than just trying to pander rather than actually be inclusive
0: yeah um so if they you know what i mean i appreciate you coming on um if they want to get in touch with you um support the film how could they do that
1: yeah, definitely. So, if you want to follow me and just the different stuff that I create, you can follow me at, at Slovin Studio, S-L-V-I-N Studio. Uh, if you want to go, I highly suggest go and check out our film, Arenda. You can watch it on YouTube right now. Just search Orenda no budget, and you'll be able to find it easily. Orenda is O-R-E-N-D-A. Okay.
0: Oh, man, Dominic, I appreciate you coming on, um, talking about your, you know what I mean, your the things you do. I learned so much from you about film I, I didn't know, you know what I mean, about. And I appreciate you coming on to Rod's Uncensored podcast. Hopefully, you can come back on and talk about the other project you was talking about that is in development. Yeah,
1: no problem, man. I'm, Rod, I appreciate you for having me on your podcast, man. It's been a pleasure.
0: All right. It's been a pleasure, too, man. Thank you. Have a good night, man.
1: Yep. You too, man.
0: All right.